What's up, folks? Episode 9 of Generational Gap, uh, covering episode 9 of Outer Banks. It's me, Aaron, here with my daughter, Lucy, as always. Aloha, konnichiwa. Si, senorita. What? You never even learned any (laughs) new ones. You said last week, like, oh, maybe I'll do different ones every week, but here we are. I'll do random. Randomly say hello. In different ways. Hello, my name is Kermit the Frog. Nice. That was pretty solid. (laughs) That was decent. So, big stuff happening in this episode. (gasps) A lot, a lot, a lot going on. A couple feelings released. (laughs) At at really inopportune times. Um, So, we we left off. Peterkin getting shot by Rafe on the airstrip. And then... John B. and Sarah and, and Ward are all there, and Ward was about to get arrested. And um, yeah, Sarah so. and John B. are basically like, yeah, Sarah's basically yelling at them, like, "What did you just do? What the heck? What's happening?" Yeah, and she, John, they, John B. takes off running, and Sarah's trying to bas- help Peterkin, and then gets abducted by her brother. Yeah, Ward tells Rafe to take her and go home and don't let her leave, and. Uh, Ward stays with Peterkin, and he calls for for help on her radio, but, you know, he's taking his time, and he's hoping she dies because she was about to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And then um, after he called, he takes the handcuff keys out of her pocket right. and unhooks him, which, yeah, that's smart in his Uncuffs defense. himself because yeah. that's a little suspicious if you forget to take those off. <laughs> they show up. What was she doing here? Oh, she was arresting John B. Really? Why do you have cuffs on? Yeah. Um, but he gets in the plane and he uh, he calls whoever uh, was there. Somebody else and says he needs someone else to fly that plane. He's like, me, sir? He's like, yes, get, come over here and fly the plane. Yep. The so, pain, the plane. The pain. So he gets somebody pain. to come get his plane out of there while he stays with Peterkin. And I still don't, I'm not super clear what story he told the police as to why they were there even in the first place. Um, All he said was, officer down, policeman shot, Peter came down. Like, he he didn't say no story. Nope, there was never a story. So I'm curious how that comes. He just told them that John B. shot her and they're like, okay, let's get him. Yeah. John B. is running through uh, little chunks of woods and stuff and uh, behind houses. And... Which, that's before... Uh, Reef and Sarah left the same time he was. So, right, yeah. So, the three, were, the three Camerons were basically wrestling, kind of. like They're, like, arguing and they're, like, grabbing each other. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Rafe wants Ward to thank him, and Ward's definitely not going to thank him. And Sarah wants them to do the right thing. And Ward's definitely not going to do the right thing. Um, John B. gets hit by a car real quick. Yeah, he <laughs> goes, like, through the woods and it's a uh, road. Comes, yeah, comes onto a street right in front of a car. Gets hit, gets up, keeps running. But he left a bloody handprint on the guy's car. So he's like, dude, you're bleeding. Are, are you okay? Yeah. Um. Sarah and Rafe are in the car, and they're on their way back to their house, and Sarah's screaming at Rafe, and uh, Rafe is trying to tell her that Peterkin was going to kill their dad, which, no, she's definitely arresting him. Um, Which, that was very random, because she's like, she was going to blow his brains out. I was like, 
I think he's trying to justify to himself what he just did, you know. Yeah. Um, but then uh, we see the Pogues for the first time in the episode, really. And uh, the plane goes flying overhead, and Pope says, there goes the gold, and just loses his crap. Yeah, JJ, like, kicks a trash can, and then... Pope is hitting stuff. He is knocking stuff off shelves. Throws a trash can. Well, he, he skipped out on his scholarship interview. And, yeah. You know, he was fully committed to Yeah, I 100% get why. He's watching it slip away, and he already screwed himself for college. So JJ decides to pass him a vape pen and the, wants to get him uh, high. high on marijuana. Um. So, uh, Key acts like he just handed him a crack pipe. You don't have to do this! And she was a bit dramatic. She was a bit dramatic. But, uh, as he's about to hit it, John B. comes showing up. Straight up Compton. No, it was, he he took a puff. Yeah, he took a puff, yeah. Because they were talking, and she... Like, looks at him like if she's about to kill him. She's like, you shouldn't. Like, this isn't going to help. Yeah. It's so... Takes Puff. They're standing there. And uh, John B. comes around the corner. And he's all bloody and stuff. But... He's he, asking whose blood it is. And he's just totally ignoring it. He's just exhausted. Yeah. And uh, before they can really say anything, uh, the... Scene shifts back to the airstrip, and this is when Shoop is getting there, and uh, Ward is Ward's doing CPR on Peterkin. Faking. And, yeah, I'm sure he just started when he saw him coming. And uh, Shoop gets the, the breath compressor out, and they're doing it together. And um, he asks, Well, at first, Shoop comes out with his gun out, because they're the only two there, so yeah. like he doesn't know what the hell happened. And Ward says, I didn't shoot a shooter. I called it in and tells him that John B. shot her. Which he's, which if you really think about it, he still could have killed her. And then just basically like self-reported. It was like, oh, I don't know who killed her. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. So um, Shoop is now on a mission to find John B. And of course his van is still there. So... Shoop asks who did it, and he goes, you see the van? Right, yeah. It was kid. I guess that. Like, that gosh does. darn Rutledge child. Yep. And so we cut to the Pogues driving around. Pope is smoking a marijuana cigarette, and I'm highly disappointed in this young man. Um, um, he really seems to be enjoying himself, and it's just, it's the devil's, the devil's herb, you know? He's he's joining. Yeah, the both of the boys are just you know chilling in the back seat. Yeah. No, no, no. Po- yeah, Pope is driving, and Kiara's yeah. over over there. He's Looks like she's about to snap both of their necks. Oh, this kid, he's gone so far downhill. <laughs> Kiara looks like she's about to snap both of their necks, which that would be my face if that was some of my friends or family. Yep, like, yep. This is this is the death wish doing this right in front of me. But they decide that the best call is for John B to go to the police. Which I what happens next is super annoying to me. He goes in and you know he's still got like blood on his hands from being there when Peterkin got shot. And 
Which he had his hands in the pocket the whole time, though. Like, he's just um, trying to cover it. He tells the woman behind the desk. You know, he knows who killed he, Peterkin. Yeah. And so she goes and gets a couple deputies. And they come out. And, of course, they're ready. To, they, you know, they have their hands on their gun. They're going to draw their guns. But yeah, because on the radio, saying that they had a suspect. Right. Jo- and he's he's him. The thing is, he acts like they're going to shoot him. Like, of course, they're going to. They're doing it to threaten him. He's unarmed. His hands are in the air. They're going to take him into custody where he's going to be more safe because they're not going to kill him. They're going to listen to him. Mm-hmm. But then he's got to go against Ward and court and everything. And who knows mm-hmm. what kind of legal team Ward can pull off. Oh, yeah. But he's also got Sarah as a witness. So mm-hmm. I think he probably in real life could have played this where he stays. Yeah, he could have won. He, he goes into custody. But instead, he turns around and runs. And this is like a seven-foot hallway where I have to think if those cops really thought that he shot the sheriff, they would have shot him. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like he could zig or zag. It was a straight line. They already had their hands on their gun. He absolutely would have gotten shot. Yeah. But he doesn't. He gets out the door, jumps in the car, he's yelling. They take off. They bang up the uh, Key's mom's car. Yeah, so right. then, yeah. And then uh, we come to Ward. Ward's at the sink washing his hands, and Rose comes in asking whose blood that is. And he tells her it's Peterkin's John B. shot her. No, he didn't tell oh, her. Oh, no, he doesn't tell her. You're right. Because she's asking who shot him, who shot him, or being, who shot her, who shot her, who shot her. He's being a behole. Yeah, he's ignoring her. And then he finally snaps at her. He's like, well, I don't he care. He asks if the doing. kids are upstairs. Yeah. So then says, he's watching still up asking there. questions. And then he goes up to talk to Rafe. And then this is where uh, Rafe's like. Feeling he, number one comes out. Yeah. Between two people. You remember, or you understand what I did it, right? You understand what she was going to, she was going to hurt you when I stopped her. Is that what he said, right? Something like that? Yeah, it was like, she, she, she was going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, he just knew it was bad for the family. And uh, Ward hugs him and tells him he loves him. And Rafe's crying. And then he, then he tells him that he needs him to go clean up and that he was home all night. And he says, that won't work. Rose Rose knows we weren't here all night. And he's, I will take care of Rose. Go do what I told you. You said that like if he was going to murder her. He might. I'm not putting a lot past this guy right now. I mean, yeah. Pin that on John B too. Be like, he was here and he ran again. And uh, so then he goes next level, where he goes and to talk to Sarah, and she's asking what's going to happen to Rafe, and he tells Which her. I- this nothing. part gets me so mad. He doesn't tell her that he's pinning it on John B, but he just tells her nothing's going to happen to Rafe because we're rich, basically. Yeah, and then, of course, she ha- she blows. She yeah, goes, she's, she's, what do you mean upset. nothing? So he literally locks her in her room and uh, just leaves her in there and... Um, that's pretty crazy. I don't think I could lock you in your room if I wanted to. Yeah. I my think, door doesn't have a lock on it. I'm going to turn it around so the lock's on my side. Still doesn't work. I don't have a lock on my doorknob. Well, you will tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you about it. You're going to switch out my doorknobs? No, I'm just going to put a lock on your door like a padlock. 
<laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. What do you mean? I only need a few screws and a padlock and a thing. I can go to, I can spend eight bucks at True Value and have you locked in your room in an hour. All right. Don't ever underestimate me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so then we come to the Pogues in the van and uh, they're looking at the wanted poster. And uh, John B. gets spotted. They're like downtown. A kid sees him and then a guy walks up and looks at him. He's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because. And people literally start fighting over who saw him first because the reward is like 25 grand. <laughs> and so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lay it out there. Because we messed up just a bit. This isn't going to mess with anything. But um, I just want to clarify. Um, it was the four of them going. It wasn't the three of them. Mm-hmm. It was the four of them in the car. Because I, I said three If I of them. say the Pogues, I usually mean all of them. But yeah, but I, I accidentally said the three instead of the four. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so they end up rear-ending a car. Uh, it was Pope. Pope was driving, right? Yeah. They rear-end a car, back up, and take off, and they get out of, out of there, and uh, they get out, out of sight, and John B. jumps out and takes off running, and they they go And then uh, Pope hits ways. a mailbox. <laughs> yeah, like a Pope dummy. is not a good panicked high driver. He also is he also was smoking though. Yeah, I know. See, that's what drugs do. They make you hit mailboxes. So um, I know people that haven't been on drugs that have hit mailboxes. Then we see <laughs> Wheezy and Rafe talking at the house and uh if you heard that, that was Lulu elbowing imaginary Rafe. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, your face. So, uh, stop playing with my arm fat. I'm not proud of it. I, I gotta get back in the gym. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, so Weezy walks in and uh, she's asking Rafe why Sarah's locked in her room. He's like, you you don't know. You don't know, and, and then so, says it was John B. So because yeah. um because Rafe was taking John B.'s stuff out because he took Rafe's room because Rafe was gone during the time. Um, right, and, and so then she's like, "Why are you taking all the stuff out?" It's like, oh, he's not going to be back for a while. Yeah, so so Wheezy thinks John B did it, and then uh, we cut to Pogues are driving around. Pope is still smoking marijuana. He's gonna overdose. Uh, all right. I'm surprised JJ hasn't. Well, I mean, it's not good. And he probably doesn't while he's going to the bathroom. They're gonna end up in rehab. I mean, well, he's going to the bathroom. That's a dick, <laughs> man. Oh. So. Uh, as John B's running, he finds his way into a garage and he's hiding in there. And then the police are getting reports that somebody's running through backyards. So they're scouring the area and uh, um, they're knocking on the outside garage door. And John B, just in case they open it, steps into this house. And then as he turns around to try to find somewhere to hide, there is Kels sitting there eating some cereal. Yeah, he goes in through his garage. Kels is the token black guy from the, uh, what are the rich people called? Kooks. The Kooks, yes. See, Pope's the token black guy on the other side. Kels is the token black guy on there. They have to fight. Like, there can only be one token black guy. They have fought before. Yeah, I know. 
Pope's got to start working out because I like him better, but he's not going to win a fight. Kels is in good shape. Mm-hmm. But so he, John B is basically not even trying, but is backing him up into his kitchen. So like Kels has a knife and he's like, I know what you did. Get out of my house. Yep. And, uh, you know, John B is just trying to talk to him, but he keeps backing up and he grabs a knife. Uh, and, uh, well, so he's chased him through his house, but it cuts away, and Pope and Kiara are at the Cameron house sneaking around outside, and yeah. the plan is for Kiara to sneak up to Sarah's Here's window. Here's number two. <laughs> Their plan is for uh, Kiara to go tell Sarah what's going on or talk to Sarah, and um, Pope lays it all out there for... Yeah, so uh, he's, he's, he's high, um, and... They're going, and he's acting a little, little crazy, and he's like, can you handle the planet? And he starts singing. He's going, I'm the man I'm with do- the master plan, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's he, he's pretty uh, inebriated. So, and then just kind of out of nowhere, sort of, he tells her, I, I love, love you. you. Like, I'm in love with you, and he lays it all out there. And then she tries to be like, can we not do this right now? But he yeah, just she's keeps, trying to be sweet about he it. He keeps going, and she just she's like, I want different things. I want to ride camels and go to Antarctica. Like it's paper mache, like it's a pinata, and just rips it apart right there and stomps on it on the ground. And uh, Pope Pope sheds a tear. But she's like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but yeah, it's not the time. It's not the time. But the mission at hand is still on, so they go to uh, Pope, starts up the gas grill as high as it'll go, and lights a big old fire to draw attention. And Kiara starts climbing up to Sarah's window. Um, so they're trying to get Sarah out. She wants to come with, but her window, I don't know if it's painted shut or if it's locked, like... Yeah, they don't. They can't open the window for whatever reason. Like, um, you say painted? Or yeah, painted? if you paint a window and it dries, it'll be it'll be hard to open. Yeah, I see. It shut. Um, so they can't get her out, but she shows Sarah the wanted poster for John B. So now Sarah knows. That and she goes, "Were you in on this? Do you then, think I was in on this? No, no, no. Right. Which Kiara looks so sus doing that. She's like, "No, no, no." Right. Which I'm sure she didn't want to think that Sarah would be in on it. Yeah. So cutting back to John B., he ends up trapped in Kelsey's laundry room. And then we find out that Topper also lives there. And he, I think he was staying the night there. I mean, I'm sure they just always crash at whoever's house. But Topper is there. So Kels goes and wakes him up and <laughs> brings him over to the door to show him who's there. And then, Which, okay, so the door opens from the inside out. But Kels puts a chair in front of it. Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't do a lot of research, but whatever. You got the idea. Yeah. So John B is stuck in this laundry room, and Topper is uh, just telling him, you're screwed, bud. You're screwed, man. Um, and he's got him trapped there. Well, Kels, <laughs> for some reason, leaves to go get the police because you know they have cell phones. But... Cut back to the Cameron house. There's a lot of back and forth in this episode, so I hope we're not losing you. Yeah. Um, 
Sarah remembers that apparently her and Wheezy have secret cup phones that live in the vents. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets into her her cup, into her vent, and she starts talking, Wheezy, Wheezy, Wheezy. And finally, Wheezy hears it and gets her end out. And um, Sarah, is that you? And then they start talking about John B. She's like, yes. you think you know a guy. <laughs> like, Because right? we, Wheezy thinks that he's did it. Because that's what Rafe told her. Yeah, so she's like, you think you know a guy, but then well, he comes out to be a murderer. Like, my sister is dating a murderer. And she's like, so then she asked if she still had feelings for John B. So Sarah pulls it off. She's like, yeah, I, I, I just need my sister right now. Yep, tell so her that, she needs her to come talk to her. So then Wheezy finally unlocks door and goes in, and then Sarah tells Wheezy, he's not a murderer. you got to trust me on this. Yep. And then she asks who did it, and she, Sarah's like, that's not important right now. Yeah, so she doesn't tell her that it's Rafe, because if, like, Rafe came home, she'd be weird around him, and yada, yada, no. Yeah, she'd Rafe probably say something. So Kels rides up on a police, uh, a couple of cops, cars that were out searching for john b and tells him i got him at my house he's trapped at my house and uh but by the time they get back there and john b and <laughs> topper has been whew, this dude is in love with sarah like he is wants to know how do you know you love her and he asked her if they did the dirty yeah he asked him he asked him if they've had intercourse and at first, he's trying to say no. Well, he called it the F word. Yeah, so then he's and, like, can we not use the F word? Kind of gross. Yeah, that's how you know you like a girl. <laughs> She's like, don't say that. She's not like that. I love her, bro. That's what, he, that's what he was saying. So he tells him how he loves her and that he feels like he got struck by lightning, but in a good way when he's with her and whatever other. It's like a movie. Fun. It's like an adventure, dude. And then Topper's like, that's not love, bro. Yeah. And uh, they're a beautiful bromance. Kels gets there with the cops, and apparently, John B has shimmied the dryer out of the way, and there's an open flap for the ventilation, and he got out the backside of the house. And I want to know if Topper helped him because Topper didn't hear him moving that. Yeah, you would think he would hear it, but he might not have known that there was a way out, too. Mm hmm. You know, not every house is built like that. Yeah. So, so John B. Deuces, he's gone. And he starts running towards the church. Well, Topper and Kels come outside. Rafe's out there trying to incite the crowd to attack John B. If they mm -hmm. see him, he is in his best interest is for John B. to die. So then Sarah looks over and sees the tower. So she's like, oh, my the God. church where yeah. he deflowered her. So, must, so she's like, oh, my God, he must have gone in there. Mm -hmm. So then... She skirts into there. And Topper sees her moving that way. So yeah, John she's on B's her there. bike. Sarah comes up. And then right as they're in a warm embrace, Topper comes up. And he and John B, just as soon as she he sees his face, he's like, what are you doing here, man? What do you want? Yeah. And Topper professes his John. love for Sarah still. Um, I really think he likes her. I think he does like her. It's, he said earlier, he was saying, like, is she, does she make it crazy? It's like, I go, yeah. she definitely made you crazy. Word. A little too crazy. Unhealthy crazy. Mm -hmm. It's only one way crazy. That's the thing. Like, if you make each other crazy, that's different. 
but only she makes him crazy. So he is a maybe, psychopath as well. Yeah, he's getting. <laughs> um, so um, also, Rafe and Kels show up at the church because Topper rang, rang the, bell. the bell when he first got up. So then that alerted everyone. So then they. Uh, this is when Rafe you fully decides, know Rafe is a pyromaniac psychopath. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that he necessarily knows that. Uh, I think Kels was messing around the first time. When he well, said. I don't know that he necessarily knows that Sarah is up there. No. But he, he, I wouldn't imagine John B. would go up there and ring the bell. Yeah. If he's trying to hide. So he's got to know someone else is up there. But he decides to light the church on fire. Yeah. I Because <clears throat> Kels um, had, you know, Kels just has a lighter. Who doesn't just have a lighter in their pocket? Well, they, they do drugs, you know. Sure. You have one right now. Look at this. What? Found it. <laughs> that was clearly. Nope. Listen. <laughs> Doesn't even sound like a lighter. Uh, well, you know, they don't know. But uh, so the everyone Rafe, or Kels pulls out the lighter and go and like lights it. So I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Let's smoke it out." Kel said nothing, not a word. So then he takes the pocket, lights this ladder or like the a beam or something next to it. He's like, yeah, yeah this is a good idea. Would. And so they do that and it cuts to you know, cuts to the outside and everyone is circling around. Watching it because they have reason to believe that he's up there. Mm-hmm. And then somebody in a hoodie comes out the front door, the police are pointing their guns. He gets on his knees, and then it's Topper, Topper in a hoodie. Because in John hoodie. up there, he was like, yes. let me let me show you that I love you, Sarah. She, yeah, show me how much you love me. And he sacrifices himself for her and him, which that's not going to get the girl. Yeah, like, but at <laughs> least then she knows that he's at least what, truthful. What's the word? He, uh, that he can't can do the um, right thing. Yeah. The virtuous thing and be has morals. Mm. Um, so they, John B and Sarah escape out the back. Topper does the little diversion out front and credits roll. So mm-hmm. we have one more episode and uh, there's some crazy shiznit going. Um, and there still is going to be. I'm ready. Let's just say somebody gets struck by lightning. I hope it's me. (laughs) Bye. Join us next week.